0: Hi everybody, Justin here, and this is a special comment. One where I'm uh, honestly at a loss of words, and forgive me if I stutter and stumble all over the place, because as of this recording, I'm just finding out about this, and I feel the need to want to say something about it. When we started this show in the summer of last year, uh... We had a couple ideas in mind as to what it was that we wanted to talk about in terms of what the worst shows of all time were, what the biggest flops were, what the biggest failures were, and a lot of these shows that came to mind, uh, I actually have to give credit where credit's due. There's a book that I uh, purchased at a used bookstore a few years ago called What Were They Thinking, and it was written by a guy named David Hofstede. And I hope he's still with us because he is very much responsible for a lot of inspiration here. But in that book, he talks a great deal about, I want to say maybe half a dozen shows on a list of 100 of what he thought was the dumbest moments in TV history. And those particular shows were produced by somebody named Fred Silverman. And because of all the stuff that was listed in the book and just, you know, how infamous these shows were, we sort of semi-jokingly decided to name Fred Silverman as Telehell's Patron Saint because of just the notoriety of some of the shows that happened to be involved here. And so far, we've only covered one of those flops and that that was the super train episode that we did back in August of 2019 And uh, the reason why I'm bringing all this stuff up now is because as of this recording we just found out that Fred Silverman had passed away. He was 82 years old and this is uh, quite honestly uh, a very devastating. Blow not just to the TV industry, but I'm I was just starting to figure out who this guy was, because a lot had been said about him in the past, about you know, his uh troubled tenure at NBC, but at the same time, you shouldn't discount his many successes. He had so many successes when he was working at CBS and ABC. And he also had some minor successes at NBC, too, so give credit where credit's due. But, I mean, this is just a small sampling of the shows that he helped greenlight when he was running all the networks that he was at. You know, we're talking shows like All in the Family, basically anything Norman Lear ever came up with, he greenlit. Um, Mary Tyler Moore, MASH, The Waltons, Uh, Sonny and Cher, Kojak, Cannon. Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? was actually kind of a surprise, but at the time, he was uh, working the daytime division of CBS when he greenlit that one. Uh, At ABC, he uh, wound up uh, spinning off Happy Days with Laverne and Shirley, also greenlighting Charlie's Angels, The Love Boat, Donnie and Marie, Three's Company. He, along with... uh, I I know I credit somebody uh, a few episodes ago for actually coming up with Good Morning America, but he greenlit it under his tenure at ABC, and then uh, uh, just so many other shows, uh, Roots and Mork and Mindy, and just a a lot of, (coughs) excuse me, a lot of other stuff. And then he joined NBC in 1978, and while we have made... A couple of jokes at his expense in the past. You can't argue that his success record is a little more uh, noteworthy than his failures, even though, you know, they're still very potent ones. But this is a guy that at NBC greenlit the facts of life, different strokes, Hill Street Blues. He uh, brought back uh, Perry Mason in the 80s. He uh, helped. co-develop Matlock after he left the network under his own production company, and perhaps uh, the most significant of the things that he did at NBC, he gave David Letterman a career. Uh, Not many people know about his uh, 1980 morning show, and for good reason, because that show only lasted four months, but Silverman realized that Letterman's talents were not in the morning and one of the things that he did before Silverman was fired from the network was he placed Letterman under a holding contract so that if and when the time ever came, the right thing would pop up for Dave. And that right thing turned out to be late night with David Letterman, which you know, replaced Tom Snyder, but you take the good with the bad. So uh, despite all the flops and all that other stuff, you can't argue the fact that Silverman was a visionary to the highest degree and of the highest caliber. And while we still have a couple of shows up our sleeves that definitely have uh, Silverman's touch on them, and unfortunately for all the wrong reasons, we're going to keep We're going to keep on task with uh, the stuff that we have scheduled. We have a number of shows coming up in May that he was involved with that in itself have their own stories to tell. And the one last thing that I want to say about Silverman, other than the fact that he pretty much shaped how a lot of people watch television over the years. There was a quote in uh, his obituary on Deadline.com that I thought was very... uh, significant here, and this was apparently when he joined the TV industry at the age of 21. I mean, I'm 35 right now, and I wish, you know, the industry was a little more forgiving to let people in the drop of a hat, but, you know, I guess it was a different time back then. Uh, but the quote that he said upon uh, applying for that job and getting that job, and I, I'm quoting now, An employee in the industry should treat his job not just as a means of earning a living, but as a challenge. Always looking to better that which has been done in the past. Most important of all, such an individual must have a sincere interest and love for the profession. End quote. Fred Silverman definitely had that kind of love in spades. Uh, A nearly 50-year career altogether in the industry... And as uh, time goes on and we cover more of, yes, even the infamous stuff, please know that we do so with a lot of dignity and a lot of gratitude because this industry would have been nothing without Fred Silverman. We thank you for your contributions. And wherever you are, we hope that you're programming one hell of a lineup.